literally an institution in this town of digging up old photos, old stories, collections, everything you can imagine under the sun about this great city. Greasy spoons, dives, old clubs. If you love this city, you're going to love it even more. Real people, real stories, real places. This is the Austin Found Podcast. Welcome back to the show. I'm J.B. Hager. I'm Michael Barnes. We're with the Austin American Statesman and Austin 360. This is the Austin Found Podcast. And this is something that's come up before, but we get to dive deeper, which now that we've been doing this, you know, we're we're approaching a year, Michael. We are. First week of March will be our, our anniversary. Uh, and maybe we can even say hello in person by then. Uh, we will see. <laughs> this is definitely something that has come up before and, and we can go deeper where there's going to be a lot of that things that just get referenced and and now we can you know just find out a little bit more and this is interesting too in particular to me because growing up in this area german was more a prevalent part of austin society it seems to be slipping uh, uh, over time generation by generation you know i grew up in georgetown and 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 studied german and you don't even see that you probably could, it'd be easier to take a Chinese class in a high school. A Mandarin class, yes. No, a German used to be the third most spoken language in Texas after English and Spanish. You heard it all the time. It was taught in schools, like you say. It was always one of the options when I was growing up to take German. You know, people spoke German on the street. Those days are gone or going. They seem to be slipping. But what's really fun and interesting and unique about this is the German singing, yes, you heard me right, singing scene here in Austin that goes way, way back. Never went away. It started in 1852. Think about that for a second. These German singing clubs and competitions have been going on since then, and they still go on. You know, we'll get to the singing hall in a second, but, uh, you know, you sat down with Amelia Hielscher Metke. That's right. And... Uh, she was born in Austin in 1941 during World War II. In 1959, she joined the new Damenschor, which was the women's choir that was the sister choir to the Manor Corps, which went back to February 8th, 1879. <laughs> You know, this goes back to, I think, I think you pointed out like early 13th century in German culture, getting together, singing. That's right. Not just for special occasions, like, you know, a Christmas get together, like on a regular basis, like getting together to go bowling. Absolutely. And in fact, the place where both of these choirs sing, Sangarunda Hall, is uh, a really a, a primarily a bowling hall, a bowling alley or it has a bowling alley in it. It was first built as a bowling alley. And it's just to the south of Schultz Garden. You know where Schultz Garden is. And Schultz Garden is the oldest restaurant in town, the oldest bar in town. And it goes back to 1866 there just south of campus. 
traditionally, it's the place where a people went to celebrate after or, or commiserate after Longhorn Games because the stadium's just up the way, up the creek. But also Politico's, the capital is practically across the street. So for generations, uh, especially the Democratic Politico's met there in the beer garden. And I'm going to try to paint a picture best I can because I I imagine, well, there one, there's a lot of new Austinites. But even if you've been to Schultz's Garden, you've been to a Longhorn post game, if you, as you mentioned, you may be standing there in the middle of that courtyard in the back holding a pint of beer and someone goes point to the bowling alley. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's no way there's a bowling alley. (laughs) It's below grade and it's in the building just to the South and you can get into the building from the garden. Uh, There's a door on, on the patio side, but most people think about it going in through the entrance on, uh, Uh, it's off of San, San Jacinto. San Jacinto. And there's a, like a, the figure of a lyre, a harp up above the door, and it says Sangarunda Hall. I've been in there, but I've only been, I went to a, a private event where they were using the bowling alley. And so you go, it's a very simple bar lounge, almost very BYOB-ish. <laughs> yeah. They serve just mainly wine downstairs, and that's where the women meet is downstairs, and then more beer upstairs where the men meet. And their room upstairs, which I was allowed to see, uh, Amelia took me up there to look around, and it's very ornate. It's got all these incredible historical photos on the wall and all this decor. I mean, of course, if you've been meeting for uh, 118 years, you got some traditions going on there. (laughs) I don't think you went too into this uh, when you wrote about it, but... You know, that also includes, you know, when she was a young girl, like to post-war, even though there was some people deciding not to speak German on the streets and not to celebrate their culture, this was still happening as a regular singing club, correct? Absolutely. All through this period, during World War One and World War Two, when we were fighting the Germans, speaking German publicly. It was everywhere, but speaking it publicly was frowned upon, and you could actually be berated publicly for that. I have interviewed people who remember being berated. Them, some men came in in uniform in to the steakhouse on on West Sixth Street and said, uh, "No, only American English is spoken here." Oh wow! Yeah, you know, one thing I think that's that uh, pretty interesting that that I learned from you. <laughs> I learned a lot from you, Michael. But, I've learned um, a lot from you, too. <laughs> it's, I think it's a very common misconception that almost all European immigrants came through Ellis Island. Oh, no. Yeah. Coming through the Texas coast. Lots of them, did, mostly through Galveston, but also secondarily Indianola. There were some other ports, but Indianola was a thriving port city, uh, one of the largest uh, cities in, in Texas, built out on a sandbar, of course, like Galveston. It blew away in, in a succession of, of hurricanes in the late 19th century. And it's pretty much a ghost town, except for a little beach community that's there now. And there's a statue of La Salle uh, who <laughs> came in land near there. And as a kid, I had my picture taken climbing up on La Salle. Anyway, um, they came in inland to uh, New Braunfels and Fredericksburg, but also to San Antonio and Austin. And Austin had a very, very 
strong, vibrant German-American community for a long time. There was kind of an on and off again on the the Domin Corps, the women's choir, correct? Like it was it was more of a men's thing, and yeah, very much a men's thing. And that women had been allowed to organize in in like nineteen twenty, but then that went away, and it wasn't until nineteen fifty nine when it was uh, reorganized that there was a Domin Corps. And what's amazing is Amelia, the woman that I interviewed had been in it since then when she was 17 then she was 77 when i interviewed her in 2019 but yeah she she'd been you know a founding member of the domin corps how many people might get together on a regular basis for the domin corps or the minor corps uh, several dozen and i was allowed to share some wine with the women who were gathering for their rehearsal I, I seem to remember about a couple dozen. They were all ages, and I talked to some of them to find out what interested them in it. And a lot of them were just interested in the German language and le- German music. And they also were interested at that particular time in the Texas State Sangerbund and its Zangerfest. Now, that's a group of statewide of German language singing groups. That's the Zangerbund. Uh, every year they have a Zanger Fest that goes way back to the 1850s. And it's a competition. Some cities had more than one competing choir. And and in 2019, which was the reason I got to do this story, the Zanger Fest was here in Austin. It's much diminished from the days when it would close down the city. The Zanger Fest, is this a Texas or a national well, there's Zonger Fests elsewhere, but the competitions, as often as the case with anything in Texas, were very much focused on beating other Texas places. <laughs> you know, it's not just in sports, it's in a lot of other things. And so, you know, you came home with a price and they, like I said, they closed down the sea. There's a wonderful photograph of an arch over Congress Avenue, you know, Willkommen at Zonger Fest, which, please don't uh, judge my German. Pretty good. Well, yeah. anyway, so the <laughs> it's a language I learned to read, but not to speak. So, yeah, it was the big thing. It was this, to use a hackneyed analogy, it was the South by of its day in the 19th century. Well, and the American Idol of its day. It in a like. sense, in a sense. That's all super, super interesting. Now it's much more exhibition than competition. Oh, yeah. yes. And it's, I think the competition part of it is, has long passed. But, you know, everybody who's, you know, around today knows exactly what these competitions were like because they've seen the sound of music. And the central thing that happens near the end of the movie is this singing competition. And the Von Trapp family is singing and they do an encore. And while they're announcing the awards, they sneak off to go walk up the mountains into Switzerland, which I somehow doubt. But anyway, who cares? The music is glorious. and. Well, unfortunately, because of music copyrights, I can't share this with you. But if you want to jump on YouTube or Spotify and dig into that soundtrack. uh, And I was going to perform Climb Every Mountain for you in my falsetto soprano. But no, no, I'm not going to do that. No, I have to have one shred of dignity left after this podcast. You know, it also sounds to me like since you went uh, for one of these rehearsals, if you want to call it that, it sounds like a 
a really good guilt-free reason to get together for some wine on a Monday night. Exactly. And I'm all for that. Uh, I think all these social groups that, that go back in generations and generations and generations, they had a reason. They had a reason because they break up the day, they break up the week, they break up the year. You know, they give you a chance to relax, and especially back in the day when most everyone was a farmer of some sort. The backbreaking work of providing food for the community could be broken up by, you know, a little wine, a little chat, a little singing, a little German language, if you will. I'm not interested in singing. I can't carry a tune, mm -hmm. but I do like adult beverages and conversation. I speak German at about a first grade level. <laughs> Is there anything for me in the Zegerunde Hall? I think so, because, look, these are sweet people. I think that, that what we tend to do in Austin, especially among the initiated classes that know where the best clubs are and the best dining, it, that we forget just how much liberation there is in something that is authentic and ancient and beautiful, but not fancy and, and not something that's super cool. You know, I, I do it again. <laughs> well, when the pandemic's over, we'll just have to crash it. I think. Yeah. I'll ask Amelia. <laughs> we'll be the youngest ones there. No, <laughs> actually, no, there are young singers. Like some of their third, fourth, fifth generation are taking up what mom and grandma do and all that. That also just people just interested in it. Just, really? you, know, you know, they're taking German at UT and they hear about this and they show up and people are nice. There's a little white wine. And so, yeah, they stick around. Huh. Now, kind of let everybody know how this correlates, connects, if you are taking an interest in, in German culture that still exists like this in Austin. We always think of New Braunfels and Wurstfest and all that stuff. That's maybe another conversation for another day. And that's really mm -hmm. New Braunfels. But there's also a heritage center yeah. for German culture in downtown Austin. It existed first as a school, correct? The German free school. The, the Germans were very big into education. The Germans often came from cities, whereas a lot of the Anglo immigrants came from the wilderness, essentially, and places in Appalachia and the deep south. Whereas the Germans came, a lot of them, from very educated places. The German free school is there. It's up above Red River Street. Now, if you know where Chirrup Charlie's bar is, it's right above Mohawk. Yeah. You could pretty easily walk by this at, uh, at the street. If you weren't paying attention and maybe noticed a placard out front, you, you might not notice it, right? You, you, uh, you wouldn't notice it. It's, it's walled. It's a gorgeous compound. It's right up there when you're at the Mohawk hearing some deafening music. Right above it, on a ledge above that, is what used to be the German free school. Which I ran into you there, uh, took my dad to an Oktoberfest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we ran into you there one time, That's probably right. 15 years ago. Yeah, that was a really mild Oktoberfest. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where we were there and my dad and I made a pact to do Oktoberfest in Munich, which we did about oh, you did. Wow. seven years ago. It was just one of those father-son things. I have three sisters and they have their things they do together. That was that was our father-son bucket list thing. Right. 
Well, I've been to the beer halls in Munich, but in the summer, so it wasn't as lively as it would be in October. One last thing here, Michael. I thought this was pretty fun because uh, I am trying to brush up on my German a little bit here and there. It was that's good. It's a twenty twenty one New Year's resolution of mine just to to dabble with it again. And again, it's at about a first grade level. So, uh, <laughs> you know, back in the day, uh, studying German, you would have your you know, your your German dictionary right there next to you. And you'd stop and you'd look it up. And now in this world, you know, Google Translate makes everything so easy and efficient. The name of the hall, Zagarunda Hall, is is a challenging one, even though my German's not bad. I can usually at least pronounce things. If you put it in Google Translate, well, it's the same word because it's the name of the hall, whether it's German or English, right? Right. So here's, according to Google, here's how you would say it if you're German. Sängerrundehall. Sängerrundehall. Very good. Okay. If you're American, if you're doing an English-speaking person, you would say it like this. Sängerrundehall. <laughs> well, it's it's very Texan. It, and that's what I noticed, too. I, that's funny you said that. I go, it's, it's like they got a Texan to do it. <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy that. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Austin Found. We do love hearing from you. The feedback is great. The show is growing. We appreciate you guys tuning in and passing things on. Here is an email from Linda. She says, hello from the Pacific Northwest. Wanted to drop in and say how much I enjoy listening to Austin Found. My dad was in the Army in the 60s and 70s. We lived in Temple and Seguin during his Fort Hood and Fort Sam assignments. I went to college and got my Air Force commission at Southwest Texas State in 1982. Four of my five siblings currently live between Temple and San Antonio, along with many nieces and nephews. Thank you for all of your stories of Austin and the surrounding area. It has grown so much since I was a kid, and your commentaries take me back to a simpler time. Until my husband and I can move, please keep the home fires burning with your descriptive words. Aww. That's from Linda in Eugene, Oregon. That's very sweet. Please send us an email. We'd love your feedback, comments, and even suggestions uh, on topics for future shows. You can reach us at mbarnes at statesman.com or jhager, H-A-G-E-R, at statesman.com. Thanks for tuning in. Happy trails. Happy trails.